Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Carol Perlman, and I'm here with me today. I have Caitlin Gates. So welcome, Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. This is a great topic today. We are talking about insomnia. And if you are someone who has ever struggled with insomnia, you know that this is really life-changing. You know, when, when you are having struggles with it, it can really um, deter from your quality of life. And when you figure out strategies that work, improving your sleep can really have a massive impact on the rest of your life. So it's really an important topic. And there's a lot out there and, you know, people have tried lots of different things. And I think your approach is pretty unique. And so I'm excited for me to learn more about it. And I'm also excited for listeners to learn more about it. So thank you again for being here. So let's go back. Tell us the story of how you got into this work. So like many people who start businesses, I struggled with my own severe insomnia. I used to sleep every other day for just two to three hours. Um, I just couldn't sleep. Um, I saw lots of specialists in both Eastern and Western medicine. I did lots of trial and error. I tried pretty much everything out there to try to overcome my insomnia and nothing was working. If it exists, I probably tried it. Um, I did a couple rounds of cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia and one round of ACT, which is acceptance and commitment therapy. And after that, I did start to sleep better. I was sleeping about six hours a night, um, which was amazing for me. Six hours was a dream when you're sleeping every other day. Yeah. Um, the only problem was I still kind of had that low level anxiety, thinking about bedtime and worried. And my sleep was still very fragile. So if I didn't do my routine perfectly or take my supplements at a specific time, or if we went out to dinner just a little later than normal and my routine started late, then my whole sleep would be thrown off. I wouldn't sleep. And then it would like have this domino effect on multiple days until I finally get back to normal and then I'm sleeping consistently again. But it's just very fragile. So at this point, I ended up meeting a sleep doctor online who had a new method for overcoming insomnia. And I learned everything I could from him. And I was completely mind blown. Everything he was saying made so much sense. 
And then I started putting it into practice in my own sleep. And I started to see my sleep transforming. My anxiety was starting to go away. I was starting to feel more at peace at bedtime. And my sleep now, it's not, it's not fragile. I sleep consistently seven to seven and a half hours. If I do have a rare bad night of sleep, then I don't have multiple days in a row. It's just one night. Um, it just doesn't continue on. Um, and I was just amazed by what I learned and how my sleep has transformed. So I felt like this was something that I could help other people with. Um, there are a lot of people that I talked to that have insomnia and I wanted to be able to help them as helping families and friends. And then that's what made me want to start this business. That is a remarkable story. And I think you're so right that some of the most kind of heart centered businesses come from people who struggle with something themselves and they know what it's like to be the, the customer or the patient or to have some kind of problem that needs to be fixed and really being able to connect with that feeling. And then finally, finding some solutions that really work is huge. And that really puts you in the perfect position to help people. So if I remember correctly, you were also a nurse. So you're a helper by nature, right? Yeah, I was a nurse when I was living in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. We should add that you are now living in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky duck you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So you went from a kind of a traditional nursing position and you, you know, you went through the struggle with insomnia, you got uh, better control of it. And then you had this idea, maybe I could start a business and coach other people to improve their sleep as well. So um, are you comfortable sharing that sleep doctor's name that you, that you saw? I'm just curious. Uh, his name is Dr. Erickson. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also just want to back up and clarify. So you talked about a couple of interventions that you saw. So one was CBT, so cognitive behavioral therapy. So let's just, do you want to explain that or a little bit of what that means for people who aren't familiar with it? Or I can do it because that's my area of expertise as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So CBT, you know, there are a lot of different approaches to treatment of lots of psychological problems. And there, there have been different um, approaches that have been prevalent over the, over the course of the years, cognitive CBT stands for cognitive behavioral therapy. And rather than looking at the past, which a lot of therapies did early on, they said, well, let's look at the past at childhood and understand those variables that might help explain current challenges. CBT is all about looking at today, looking at the patterns that are playing out today and creating the connections between your cognitions, your thoughts, and how those impact your feelings and how your thoughts and feelings impact your behaviors and how they all work together to lead to either a positive outcome or a negative outcome. And so our job is to, as a cognitive behavioral therapist, is to help other people see that pattern, learn what all the components are of the pattern, and then learn how you can make changes. And I believe from what I know so far about your approach is that it's the C's that you're working with, right? The cognitions, the thoughts that you're saying to yourself about sleep, which is where you really have an opportunity to intervene. Yes. That was very beautifully said, by the way. <laughs> I've had 20 years of practice of explaining that over and over and over again. So I can do it in my way sleep. better than I could have explained. <laughs> um, all right. So tell me a little bit. I mean, this is kind of unique, like a sleep coach. You don't hear a lot about that. So how does that work? And tell us a little bit about your business. 
So yes, I'm a sleep coach. I have an online program called the sleep makeover, and it's basically a self-paced video course that people can go through or a program. And I work with them on weekly live Q and A's and I support them along the way. And they also have the option to do one-on-one coaching with me. So I, it's more personalized. I work with them directly. They have support for me every single day. Um, and just walk them through the journey. I mean, I've been through it too, so I totally understand. And yeah. And in addition to the specific techniques that you're teaching, I have to believe that just having someone there holding your hand plays a big role in it too, knowing that you're not alone in this. I mean, it's so hard. I had someone on another interview who was saying this last week, and it was so true that when you have some kind of problem, that's hard enough in and of itself. But then when you don't know exactly what it is or what the path is for improving it, that's this whole other layer of challenge. And so to have someone partner with you, to have a coach partner with you and say, okay, we're going to figure this out. We're going to learn more about why you're stuck and how to get unstuck. That's just so comforting to not be so alone in it. So that, that piece in and of itself is a huge gift that you give to others. Um, can you share a little bit? Cause again, I think for a lot of people, this idea of cognitive behavioral therapy is new or working on your cognitions. Can you give us some examples of cognitions that are important when it comes to sleep? Like I imagine just from what I know about CBT, I imagine, you know, things like, oh my gosh, like it's, we're getting close to bedtime or, you know, I hope I get a good sleep tonight or, oh no, dinner went late. So how's that going to affect my sleep? Is that kind of a good representation of some of the C's that can create problems? Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's get into, you know, um, we're not going to go into the ins and outs of your program today, but since you are the expert in insomnia, I wanted to share some tips, you know, the whole, the umbrella of my podcast is trying to share tips on all sorts of aspects of healthy living. And so insomnia is certainly, um, or sleep is certainly relevant to that. So let's share your top five tips for sleep and what, what in my field, we call it sleep hygiene, sort of just like we have dental hygiene, sort of routines that you have during the day to keep your teeth clean and healthy. There's sleep hygiene, which helps keep your whole sleep routine healthy. So what is the number one tip that you would want to share? All right. First tip is to think like a good sleeper. You know how they say success leaves clues? Well, this works perfectly for sleep as well. So if you think about someone who sleeps well, and if they have a bad night of sleep, because I mean, everyone has a bad night of sleep, has a rough night here and there. So what they do is they don't have much of a reaction. They may shrug it off and be like, okay, I had a rough night. That sucks. And they move on. They're not worrying about their sleep. They're not worried that they're not going to sleep the next day. They're not feeling concerned or obsessing about it all day about what they're going to do, how they're going to make themselves sleep. They're not creating that stress and that worry and the hyper arousal, which is only going to make things worse the next night when you're going to sleep. And that is the perfect way for us to look at sleep. So to try not to let yourself get so caught up in those thoughts about sleep itself. And um, because, you know, it's kind of like when you're lying awake and it's one in the morning, you can't fall asleep. You're like, great. I have six more hours. I could sleep. Then it's two, two o'clock. Great. Now I just have five hours and then it's three o'clock. And the more you count down and the more you think about it, 
then the more you actually get yourself wound up and make it even harder to sleep. So trying to disconnect from those thoughts about how you're sleeping is going to be helpful for you. Exactly. But also during the daytime as well. Like when you have insomnia, it kind of takes over your whole life and all day you're like, you may be researching or thinking about how I'm going to sleep tonight. What do I need to do? Why isn't it working? What's wrong with me? Things like mm-hmm. that. And it just creates this hyper arousal that affects your sleep the next night. Yeah. So don't give it energy during the day, basically. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a good one. All right. Um, number two, I guess that's kind of, I think we might've talked about that, but did you want to add anything else for number two? Yeah, exactly. Number two is to take your attention away from sleep during the day. Um, like I mentioned, it takes over our lives and creates that added stress and worry and a hyper arousal that keeps us up at night. And it's time to take back the control, do something that you enjoy during the day, take your mind off of sleep. Would you add to that? I know this is a trick that I sometimes use in my profession, like to kind of have a plan because you can probably predict if you are someone who has insomnia, you can probably predict that you're going to have some thoughts about it during the day. So could you make a plan like, okay, when I start to think about how I'm going to sleep, I know that I'm going to think about X, Y, and Z. Like I'm going to plan on thinking about my last vacation or I'm going or my next vacation or please God, or, you know, I'm going to think about this happy memory with my kids, like to create that pre-planned thought that you can switch to. Is that something that you think would be helpful? You mean like thinking about something positive in the future? Yeah. Just think about anything positive. That's going to work for you. Just like having a plan. When I start to think about sleep, I'm going to think about this instead. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thinking about anything yeah. pleasant can take your mind yeah. off of it. And okay. Super. All right. And how about number three? Number three is to create a timeless window. So we've all heard that you don't, you shouldn't check the time when you wake up in the middle of the night or when you're going to bed, because that just can create that stress. You start doing that sleep math and calculating how many hours till I'm going to wake up. And a timeless window is not a sleep window or sleep restriction. Basically what you're doing is you're choosing your general wake up time. It doesn't need to be strict and perfect every day. But for example, let's say you're getting up at 8 a.m. and you're going to subtract eight hours, about eight hours. It doesn't need to be exactly eight, but eight hours is a good number to choose. So we'll say 12. So at 12 o'clock, you're going to make it so you can't see any of your clocks. You're going to cover your clocks. You're going to block the time from wherever you are. And you're not going to be looking at it at all until you wake up the next day. On your electronics, you can put a little piece of electronic electric tape, that black tape over where mm-hmm. the time shows, things like that. And you're going to go to bed when you feel like going to sleep. Um, you're not going to be going to bed at a specific time. That's not helpful for people with insomnia to say you need to be going to bed at 11 o'clock every day because you may be a little more anxious that day, a little more hyper aroused. And if you try to go to bed when you're wide awake or alert, you're just going to have trouble sleeping Mm -hmm. and going to make things worse. So So, trying to follow your body's cues, kind of like let your body get tired and then try to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay. Hmm. I'm going to have to put some thought into that because that goes, that's an interesting line of thinking. Maybe it's an important distinction to make that there are people who are just trying to regulate their sleep. And that's maybe a different group of people than people who have true insomnia. Um, so that's interesting. I hadn't ever really thought about that. So I'm going to put some thought into that one. Yeah. Okay. It's good to have a consistent wake up time, but your body will adjust on its own to a yeah. schedule, to a rhythm, but you want to go to bed when you're actually feeling like going to sleep. Yeah. That makes total sense to me. Um, okay. And number four, number four is enjoyment at bedtime. So you're going to turn the bed into something positive instead of a place that's associated with that stress and fear and worry. And you're going to do something that you enjoy instead, something that's going to kind of distract you from your thoughts about sleep, your thoughts and your worries. Um, and this is also going to show your brain that you are safe. So basically we have, when you have insomnia, you have a fear of sleeplessness and our brains, when you have this fear of something and you're trying to escape it, do things to try to make it to try for our sleeplessness, trying to make yourself go to sleep, your brain's going to identify it as a threat and it's going to put on, turn on the fight or flight center, which is only going to make you more stressed, more worried. You're going to have that hyper arousal and your brain doesn't really know how to tell the difference between an actual physical threat, like a grizzly bear versus a perceived threat. When you have that fear and you're trying to escape it, it thinks there's a threat. So when you turn bedtime into something that you enjoy and you're not trying to escape that sleeplessness, um, taking your mind off of all those worries and your thoughts about sleep, you're trying to teach your brain that you're safe and that you're okay. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. So if I'm picturing myself trying to follow these tips, what I'm thinking about is like, I think texture, like tech color and texture are very soothing. So I'm thinking about having really soft, fluffy blankets, like things that feel really good, that are comforting and that are a color that's really appealing to you. So you're like, you're happy. You feel safe and comfortable and happy as you're starting to think about bedtime. Yeah. Um, and also the, some things that you can do are reading a good book or listening to a podcast like yours, of course, of course, <laughs> um, and watching Netflix. Yes. Electronics at bedtime. I know that seems crazy. Um, just doing anything that you enjoy, something creative, you can do it in bed. I know this is opposite of what a lot of people hear. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can picture like knitting or quilting yeah. or like any coloring, any kind of hobby that you have. Um, I would imagine though, if you're bringing electronics into the room, you want to be careful about what you're watching. I mean, is watching the news at 11 o'clock, I would imagine yeah. for most people, that's not going to be super helpful for creating a positive environment. So watch Netflix light and fluffy. Yes. But watch the news. No. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have the, um, fortunately we have the option now of recording. So we're not, you know, bound to, well, the 11 o'clock news is on at 11. Like, you know, we don't need to watch it at 11 cause that's just going to be disruptive. So record it and watch it earlier the next day. So it doesn't bother you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And the big finale, number five. 
Number five is the most important one, to be kind to yourself. We can feel frustrate, frustrated that we can't make ourselves sleep. We can, you can be mad at yourself for something that cannot be done because we cannot control sleep. Sleep is a passive process. You can't control it. You can't make it happen. Nothing external can make it happen. Um, you might be frustrated that you still haven't overcome insomnia and angry at yourself because you can't make yourself relax or make your thoughts slow down. Um, you might be angry at self because um, you feel like you're the problem or that you're doing something wrong. There's something wrong with you. And there's just so much conflicting information out there. You're doing the best you can. It's, you need to give yourself the compassion and the self-kindness, which is what you need right now when you're on your journey. So think about how you would how you would talk to a friend who's going through a similar situation. You'd probably give them a hug. You'd give them some encouraging words. And this is just the way you should be treating yourself. So much easier to talk to other people kindly than ourselves sometimes, right? And that, But that yeah. is so true of really paying attention to what you're saying to yourself about the struggle that you're having, because that's just going to add a whole nother layer on top of it. So be kind, be patient, be understanding, tell yourself you're doing a good job, you're doing the best you can. And it's going to help to not turn on that fight or flight response even more. Exactly. Yeah. It makes total sense. Isn't it? You know, it's, it's amazing um, that it makes total sense. And, and yet at the same time, it's a very individual process. So, you know, anyone who's struggling has to take the recommendations and then put them into play for themselves and kind of figure out, okay, what's going to work? Like for all of these tips, what's going to work for you and how do you tweak things to make them um, successful? So I know that we're really just scratching the tip of the iceberg of everything that you know, and that you teach. So for people who are interested in learning more about your program, can you share where they can find that information? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on my website at caitlingates.com, which is spelled K-A-T-E-L-I-N Gates, G-A-T-S.com. <laughs> and then on Instagram, it's at caitlin.gates.rn. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And you have great content on there. Um, I've been following along and it's really helpful content. So Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about your program. And I really hope this is helpful for people who are struggling because I know that when you're struggling with insomnia, it really, um, it really can be tough. So I hope that we have been helpful for anyone who is, and it's been so fun getting to know you and I'll look forward to learning more. I'm following along on Instagram, so I'll be looking forward to learning more from you. So thank you so much, Caitlin, for being with me today. Thank you. This was great. And thanks everyone for listening. And I'll be back next week. Have a great day. Hello, friends. It's Carol Perlman coming on to say hello. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes as much as I've enjoyed creating them for you. I wanted to make sure you knew about a special program that is currently being offered on my website. If you go to www.healthythenumber4lifebycarolperlman.com, you'll see more information about my current time management classes. If you follow me on social media, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I believe time management is behind almost every single one of your goals. And the more you can perfect your skills in time management, the more successful you're going to be in reaching your goals. 
I have created what I believe is a really outstanding class. I've been studying time management for years. I've been perfecting my own system and I've been teaching others for almost 15 years now. I created an online course, a 21 day habit formation course that is now available to you. They, quote unquote, they say it takes 21 days to create a new habit. And I find that that is often time the case. So go look on the website, healthy for life by carolperlman.com and you will see current offerings. I have several different time management classes for specific audiences, but the general one is just the it's about time, time management class. You'll see all the details there. You'll see the upcoming start date and there's always the opportunity to buy the workbook and complete the course as a self-paced course and take it at your own speed. It's one exercise a day. All you need to commit is 10, maybe 15 minutes a day. Step-by-step, you will create new habits that last a lifetime for better time management. Check it out, and I hope to see you in one of the classes. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you loved today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.